Hello and welcome to Locked On Astros, your daily Astros podcast. Here are your hosts, Eric the Man Heisman and Brett H-Town Wheelhouse Chansey. We are Locked On Houston Astros and we hope that you join us for a daily Locked On Astros podcast. My name is Eric Heisman. You can find me on Twitter at Eric Talk Astros. You can find the show at Locked On Astros. Your team every day. Brett, where can they find you at? They can find me at H-Town Wheelhouse on Twitter and at Stroh's 411 on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Always positive, always Stroh's. All right, we have a very special guest, uh, Kent Emanuel. Where can they find you on Twitter? Uh, at Kent Emanuel. Not, not too difficult. Just type in my name. <laughs> all righty, all righty. So uh, we got a lot to talk to you about, and I'm sure the last, what, uh, the last six days have has been a kind of a a whirlwind for you so what has it been like from i know that you've probably been counting the days till uh, did you have friday's date circled on your calendar yeah i had it circled for a while um you know obviously it's a bit of a different situation when you are dealing with suspension so you kind of know when you have uh the green light and there's quite a bit of build up there yeah so um you know leading into this and you know waiting for that date what what were you doing to prepare yourself mentally physically um just so you knew that you would because you were going to literally have to hit the ground running i mean you're going to have to hit the tar- tarmac and take off um what were you doing towards the you know the days leading up to that uh no, nothing out of the ordinary you know spring training was normal and then um you know when the team uh left for a season um, I was able to report to the alternate training site uh, shortly after that moment. And, you know, it was just kind of normal training. It was almost like three more weeks of spring training, essentially. Um, so it was not, um, you know, as far as preparing, um, the situation was pretty good. Okay, so where were you when you found out that you were going to be called up to the Astros on Friday? I was in my hotel room. I was in the middle of a uh, Call of Duty Warzone game with my friends back home, actually. <laughs> I said, hey, I got to hop off. I think I'm going to the show. <laughs> That's awesome. That's yeah. awesome. And so what is it? what has it been like being with the club? What are the, what are the guys like? What is it like being a part of this Astros organization? Oh, I mean, I, I love the, the guys in the locker room. You know, it's been, you know, a guy, guy like me who's been in the minor leagues for a number of years and a lot of spring training. So I'm familiar with just about everyone in that locker room going into that. And I think that's uh, led to, you know, the transition being, being nice. All right. So um, I know you warmed up. uh, I think you warmed up on Friday night uh, a couple times, if I remember correctly. And Mm -hmm. thankfully you didn't get into the game because um, then that miracle didn't happen. And so I know you would never wish injury on anybody but uh, what was it? I know you 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 said that you got coffee and uh, you were just drinking coffee. You had your little your little caffeine rush. Yeah. But what was it like now that you've had some time to really think about it? What was it like when they said, "Okay, it's time for you to go in"? Um, I mean, it was it just it happened so fast. You know, I was just talking with uh, Josh Miller in the bullpen. I, I put on like a it's called Kramer Jesus. It's like an icy hot situation. So I have my little. Uh, love to to rub it on my arm when I'm warming up and I'm talking to him and I'm looking for a place to to set it down and uh you know the training staff all of a sudden's on the field after the first batter and he's like hey if you're gonna use that you might want to start lathering it on right now so 
uh, I mean, it, it all happened so fast and I'm, I'm just really happy that, um, you know, I was able to, to kind of go deep into the game and, and get comfortable out there. So, I mean, you went eight and two thirds innings. That's the first time since 1974 that someone's done that. And it was your major league debut and you got a win as you went on. And as, as the game drug on, did it just become another outing for you pitching wise? Were there ever any moments where you felt yourself rushing just because of the moment, you know, the fans, what, what was that like? What was it? What was the litany of emotions you went through from beginning to end? Um, as far as the actual game goes, nothing really, you know, crazy. It felt pretty normal. You know, I've been, um, you know, I've thought of myself as a major league player for, for a very long time. So, uh, it's something that I was ready for. And, you know, it's a lot easier, uh, you know, when the lineup puts up 16 runs for you. So, uh, not a whole lot of stress going on in that game. This episode is brought to you by 1010, a capsule collection of diamond rings that are responsibly sourced, limited edition designs at fair price points. 1010 is an exclusive collection of 10 creative styles of diamond rings designed by 10 of the most distinctive designers working today. Rings sure to bring joy to her life. Using only diamonds responsibly sourced from Botswana, 10 female design masters have each produced a uniquely beautiful ring, ideal for engagement, Mother's Day, or simply a beautiful conversation piece. They're the perfect way to bring light into her life. They're available now through Mother's Day only at BlueNile.com. Just search the words 10 by 10. This collection features high quality, fine jewelry, and will surprise and delight at fairly priced and give her something special and truly meaningful. The ring from Platt Boutique is amazing. It's so simple and clean, but the vintage details are just incredible. It's a perfect little ring that's so timeless and would make it the perfect gift. If you're in the hunt for the perfect, unique ring that she'll treasure forever, use the words 1010 to search and go to BlueNile.com. So uh, when you first went in, were you... How many innings were you thinking, or were you just thinking, oh, let me just go in and just uh, do the best I can? Were you expecting, were you, were you stretched out that much in, at the alternative site? Yeah, so I, I've been um, working as a starter, and that day would have been my start day if I were still in the alternate training site. So when I went in the first, you know, my mindset was that I was starting the game. Like, this was a normal start. And... Um, you know, it's it's rare that you you get that coming out of the pen, obviously. But but that was um, that was how I felt going into it. And I was, you know, I'm very comfortable being a starter. I've been a starter primarily my whole career and definitely before pro ball, I was always a starter. So um, it was something that that was probably good for me that I was able to go in early and, uh, you know, have some some uh, some innings to log. You know, I know you mentioned the um, 16 runs that, I mean, gosh, the, the, the onslaught of the offense coming in. And we kind of covered this in our, in our postgame coverage, but Jake Odorizzi, like, really gave you props. Um, what does it mean for him who goes out after five pitches to, you know, recognize you? Not that you guys go out there looking for someone to pat you on the back, but that's got to give you confidence, too, that the guy you came in to replace – looks at you and says, Hey, thanks for picking me up. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's really cool. Um, you know, and I guess I, I think a lot of guys when they get called up to the big leagues, they think that maybe that's different. You know, when you're in the minor leagues, everyone, everyone's like that, you know, with, as far as being a teammate 
And um, once you get the highest level, I think a lot of guys don't know if that's going to be the case or not. But this team, that's that's how it's been. Guys pick each other up. I mean, it's very much still a similar feel as far as just, you know, a team being a team. So what, what were you most proud of? Um, the uh, 90 pitches in eight and two thirds innings or not allowing any walks with all the jitters and the uh, excitement of your first start? Um, I'd definitely say the innings. Um, I've always been able to avoid walking guys. That's never been a, an issue for me. Um, and, you know, the innings are, well, they kind of go hand in hand too. If you're not walking any guys, it's going to be easier to, to get through innings with less pitches. So, um, but yeah, definitely more proud of, of going the eight innings. So, so I want to ask you about um, something. Um, you are from the Woodstock area, Woodstock, Georgia, and you guys had quite a lineup of pitchers that came out of there um, in Wheeler, I believe Stineker, and there was, I think, one more pitcher that um, the Locked On Braves host mentioned, and he said that he remembers you throwing, and he said out of those, he thought growing up that you were probably the most talented of them. Did you ever face Wheeler in high school or any um, team ball out there before y'all advanced? Uh, I did. I did face Wheeler um, in high school. My junior year, which would have been his senior year, I think he was one grade ahead of me. Um, We lost one nothing. I remember this too. We lost one nothing on a ground ball to third that was thrown into the stands. That's how we lost. And I think wow. the game. I think the game was like. It was something crazy. It was like an hour and twenty minutes or something, seven innings. Wow. And, uh, but as far as talent goes, he was definitely more talented than me. He threw cheese in high school. <laughs> he throw. He. I mean, he still throws cheese. I. I just saw a video of him throwing a 99 mile per hour dot, dot on uh, Instagram like 30 minutes ago. So, um, yeah, no, that guy's a stud. So I know you probably grew up watching Albert Pujols um, played in baseball. And uh, so what was it like him hitting a homer off of you? And I know you looked a little ticked off about it. Were you mad at yourself or were oh, you mad yeah, at for sure. for sure. I'm not mad at Albert. He's doing his job. <laughs> um no, I mean, if you're going to give one up, he's the guy to, to be the first one. I'll tell you what. Um, but, yeah, it was one of those it was one of those home runs where, you know, the whole time I was going, oh, no, in my head. Like, it's really – it's coming out of my hand. I'm like, oh, no, that, that did not feel good. You're watching it go to the plate. You're like, oh, no, that's – you know, that's going to be middle. And then you, you're watching him swing. You're like, oh, no. And then you hear it. And you're like, oh, no. And then, you, of course, you turn around and sure enough, homer. <laughs> You know, I remember back when he hit the big home run off of um, Brad Lidge. I was at that game, and I remember everybody in Minute Maid Park was yelling, walk Pujols, walk Pujols. And, you know, he's he, he's one of those guys to this day that you just respect. But when you're pitching, um, you're not thinking about stuff like that. You're thinking about throwing strikes. Um, what do you have to say about the Astros catching? I mean, they've got a battery of Maldonado and Castro, two phenomenal veteran pitchers how much is something like that a help to you especially in your debut yeah huge help huge help especially a guy like like me who you know isn't just blowing 100 by everyone you know i need i need a good um you know pitch calling i need them to make my pitches look good because i'm going to try and work the edges things like that so um yeah no we got some great catchers and 
and I'm excited to uh, finally get to, to throw them in some real games. So I hear that the, the starter for Thursday is TBA. Do you have any good recommendations for who should start that game? <laughs> uh, I know I know a few guys. I know a few guys. But, uh, yeah, no, I, I guess we'll see what happens. To be announced. Yes. Um, so hopefully you get a chance to uh, do that. And Johnny uh, Munoz says, congratulations, brother, on the outstanding eight and two-thirds innings in your first major league game and win. And Steve Harden says, uh, what an awesome debut. Congratulations. Um, so I want to kind of follow that up with, have you like reflected back and like, holy crap, I really did that. And it didn't even look like you broke a sweat. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, I, after the, after the game, I had a, I had a moment where, you know, I, I started, well, I started crying in the shower after the game, but it had nothing, it had nothing to do with the baseball part of it. Um, you know, like I said, this is something that, you know, I've, you know, I've truly believed that this is what I was going to do and, and it's finally happening. And it, it was just meeting expectations. It wasn't like anything where I was, you know, blown away, but there was a moment where, you know, I, I had to do the, the TV interview and the press conference, this, that, and the other. And so I was one of the last guys in the locker room. And I remember sitting there, ended up being the last guy and just had a moment by myself. And I was like, Oh man, that was, that was a lot of fun. And then I checked my phone and I just saw, you know, hundreds of messages wow. from people from all parts of my life um, texting me. And, and that, that was the moment where I got choked up. It really had nothing to do with, with the game itself. It was just all these people reaching out to congratulate me and say, good job. It, it was, it was pretty cool. You know, it's your support network. And that actually reminds me a lot of Woody Williams. Um, a friend of mine grew up with Woody Williams and Woody spent several, like seven, eight, nine years in the minors. And then when he finally made it to the majors, you know, he pitched with the Cardinals, he pitched with the Astros, pitched with the Blue Jays. He had a really good career when he came up and I remember talking to him a couple different times saying how, you know, all those years in the minors for him um, helped prepare him for when he got there. And he said there were days when he was like, well, I'm preparing, but I don't know if I'll ever get there. But he said, you can't get stuck in that mindset. You just have to go out and grind. Like they're going to call you the next day. Mm -hmm. And so, um, being in the Astros organization, what did they do to help you along that way to keep you focused on the goal at hand and getting to the majors? Um, I mean, they're just, they're just one of the best orgs when it comes to developing players. You know, they, they have so much information. They're smart about it. Um, you know, it's all the work that they have their guys put in is very quality and very productive. Um, you know, they, they give us every resource we could possibly imagine to, to try and make it. So I don't know uh, if you want to really address this, but uh, you're the, f I don't know if you're the first pitcher, but you're one of the only pitchers I know of that's where's the number zero. And I know that's because the number of games you thought you should have been suspended. Mm -hmm. um, and I know there's uh, you're drafted back in 2013. Um, this has been a kind of delayed start to your career, but um, the Astros saw what, what you can do now. So uh, do you want to address any of the, the stuff you want that kind of the, the suspension? Sure. I mean, I, I'm just going to refer everyone to my Instagram. I've posted two videos under the IGTV tab. The first being the day after the suspension was, uh, you know, announced. 
and I was just kind of stating my side. And then I posted an update about a month ago. Um, you know, I, I just, I would refer everyone to those two videos. I really have nothing new outside of those right. two at this point. Um, and it's, and it's quite a lot of information. So, um, <laughs> I would just, I would just encourage everyone to, to go check it out. And, you know, that's, it's really, it's, at this point in time, there's nothing that's not on those videos that I have to say. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever invented. And that's right. After watching Ken Emanuel throw eight and two thirds innings of pristine baseball in his major league debut, I'm sure Built Bar was part of his routine. 18 amazing flavors, 12 original flavors like coconut almond, raspberry, German chocolate, peanut butter, banana bread, and so much more. These bars are wrapped in 100% chocolate, soft and easy to chew. They're great for the keto diet and the healthy conscious guy or girl. What I want you to do is realize that you can lose and maintain weight while consuming this delicious snack. That's right. The flavor profile I'm going over today is cookies and cream, 17 grams of protein, 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, and 4 net carbs. They have a free cooler now with purchase while supplies last. That's right. While supplies last. If you go to BuiltBar.com, use the promo code LOCKED15, that's L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5, and you'll get 15% off your next order. Use the promo code LOCKED15 and go to BuiltBar.com, the best bar in the business. No, you know, I think it's great, though. I think that I think the statement, you know, numbers mean something, you know, Bregman, his number two, not being picked number one, things like that. And that and that definitely means something. But to me, you know, some people, they get they get motivated by things with the wrong intentions or like, you know, when someone says, oh, you know, I'm doing this for the haters. I'm like, why would you do this for the haters? Like they clearly don't love you. They hate you. And so you, to me, come across as someone who you're motivated for the right reasons. You're just out here. Hey, I've worked for this. I'm supposed to be here. Um, And. I just, I just think it's phenomenal that, that you fit in the way that you fit in. And that's the thing I've loved about this organization for years and being a fan. I mean, I was talking about it earlier. I, like my first Astros game, I was two years old. I, I mean, I was told I went. I don't remember that okay. specifically. Mm-hmm. But I've seen all kinds of teams come through this organization. And year in and year out, we bring in guys like yourself that are team players that care about the game that care about the other players around them. And so I just, I just think it's great that you're here. And I just, I mean, I, I hope you have just amazing success this season. Yeah. Well, shoot me too. Fingers crossed. <laughs> <laughs> um, Johnny Munoz asks, um, is there a pitch that you want to add uh, to your repertoire and working with people like Zach Grinke? Is there something you want to add in your in the future or somebody you want to work with? Yeah, we've, we've been working on a cutter. Um, we've been kind of experimenting with that and practicing it starting this spring training. Um, I don't anticipate that being, um, used anytime soon. I think I still got quite a ways to go before I'm going to be comfortable using that in major league games. Um, but yes, to answer the question, yes, the, the next pitch I'm working on is a cutter. So, um, you know, talk about pitches. Um, we we talked to Lance McCullers Jr. Um, several weeks ago, and we asked him to share like a story with about about Zach Grinky because he's been there with him for a couple of years, and he mentioned that um, he was telling Zach about his four seam, and basically um, Grinky said, "Stop throwing your four seam; it's a terrible pitch." Have you had many interactions with Zach Grinky, and what's it been like getting to know him as a teammate? I haven't I haven't had a whole lot with Zach. You know, he's certainly a, a reserved 
reserved guy, and I feel like I'm the type of teammate that kind of just kind of matches energies with with the guys. So I really haven't spoken to him too much because okay. he's just been on his own. <laughs> All right, is there uh, is there one hitter in uh, the major leagues that you're you're like dying to face? Honestly, Pujols was was up there um, of the guys, um, certainly. And um, you know, hopefully, I'll I'll get in this Mariners series, and I, and I'll be excited to face Kyle Seager, being him being a fellow Tar Heel, and obviously hearing about all his success when I was in college. Um, but I mean, I don't know. There there isn't anyone that you know I've. I had like a poster on my wall or anything like like that, you know what I mean? But um, but there are some there are some names where it pools being example where I'm like, man, I this guy was on my fantasy team in high school, you know what I mean? Like there are some moments like that. That's pretty cool. Noah Tani poster on after he homered off you. So you know, with that being said, whether whether you get the start or not Thursday, because we are kind of anticipating that. Um, when when you go out, are you, are you just gonna you're just gonna prepare like you like you normally do? And um, and I want to add this: um, you should have thrown a Red Bull reference in there when you talked about the coffee, because maybe you could have gotten like, maybe like an endorsement <laughs> deal with them doing that. Oh, maybe I don't know. It might it might take a few more a uh, few more games like that before they might be interested. <laughs> Uh, so kind of wrap things up, Kent. Um, I know we we know about Ken Emanuel. Is there a uh, is there a pitcher in the alternative site or a minor leaguer that we should uh, be looking out for, maybe to make a Kent Emanuel type of um, impact? Come that's in? that's an excellent question. Um, you know, the the two. I mean, there's a lot. Everyone, everyone, all the pitchers there are are great. You know, if they were to come up and succeed, I would I would be surprised zero times um so you know i know i've been playing with ralph garza for quite some time he's not on the roster he should be on a roster the guy's shoved and um you know i i hope to see him at some point um uh tyler ivy i got to catch him finally towards the end of camp and at the alternate training site and that's the two games two starts i got to watch them he was he dominated so um, but like I said, there's so many guys down there. I, I could I could name all of them. And if they were to come up and succeed, I, like I said, I'd be surprised uh, zero times. There there's some studs down there. And what are three interesting things about Kent Emanuel? They don't have to be about baseball. Oh gosh, put me on the spot here. Um, all right, let me think here. All right, well I won a. Uh, a chicken wing eating contest back in the day. I've had surgery on my tongue. Um, let me think of a third one. Um, I went to Disney World as a child with my family. We won a week in Disney World on the radio. That's pretty cool. Nice. That actually works. Fun facts for you. <laughs> nice. You know, I'm I'm actually from Melbourne, Florida. The the you know the um central atlantic coast and growing up we went back to disney world a lot but we never won a trip to it that that's pretty awesome on the radio to boot that's that's yeah, really cool yeah, my mom's a, my mom's a disney fiend and uh they were running a contest where they'd play like you know like a three second clip of a random part of a disney movie and you had to name the the character uh and the movie and 
of course she's like calling all week, you know, trying to be number five or number nine caller, whatever it is, finally gets it. And of course she gets it right. And, and there we are. We all get a free trip. <laughs> That's phenomenal. All right. To close out this uh, kind of interview, Kent, uh, Brett and I were having this conversation after your, your game the other day. And I, I said, I, I, before you, before you pitched, it looked like you're having a Billy Chapel moment where you're like, clear the mechanism like you're you're kind of you took a stroll around the mound uh behind it and you're just like you took a moment so was that maybe not saying that but were you just kind of relaxing just kind of telling yourself to just relax and calm down yeah no it was it was quite literally a breather um you know when i start or even when i'm coming out of the bullpen for that matter i always like to sit down for a little bit before i go out there i've i've found that over the years, if I go straight from my warm-up bullpen straight into the game without any like kind of reset button rest, I, I'm not as successful. So that's exactly what that was. I, I I knew I obviously I knew I wouldn't be able to sit down for a few minutes, but I wanted to give myself you know as much of a breather as I could to kind of reset. Yeah, and, and like and like um you know, Mr. Munoz said, he said, Billy Chapel, Chapel Hill. Uh, maybe there's a little connection there. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Hey, All right. Bit of a stretch, but if Billy, <laughs> you know, Billy Chapel threw a perfect game, the only game I watched him throw. So true. Respect <laughs> right. So um, congrats. Um, you will, uh, we will always remember that game. That's something that um, I don't think anybody expected. And you, you, you opened your uh, lot of eyes. So hopefully uh, you'll continue doing the same for Astros fans, and um, hopefully Dusty Baker gives you a chance on Thursday to continue showing that. So uh, good luck to you for the rest of the season. Thank you for joining the podcast, and uh, you're welcome anytime uh, you want to join. And um, any uh, Brett, you want to say something? No, I just I just want to thank you for coming on um, again. Congratulations. Um, we're here, you know, at Locked On Astros. We are, you know we're big fans. We try to be objective and, and, but at the end of the day, um, you are getting to do what we have always wanted to do and dreamed of doing. So continued success to you, not just this year, but your entire career. And like Eric said, you're always welcome to come back. And, um, we hope to see you on the bump Thursday. Well, thanks guys. I really appreciate it. All righty. So, um, uh, good luck and we'll talk to you later. And uh, that's all we got for today's locked on Astros podcast. We'll talk to you tomorrow.